Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Is Katie Couric ruining her legacy with a blasphemous new memoir? We'll find out. Or at least we'll die trying here on the Colleen and Bradley Show. Good happy Monday to you, ladies. And gentlemen, of course, I'm Bradley Trainer. That's Holly Roberts. Colleen will be back with us tomorrow. Fingers crossed. She was a little under the weather, but... I'm sure she'll be back in the seat tomorrow. In the meantime, in between time, Katie Couric might just be ruining her legacy with her new memoir, Holly. What? Did you hear? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Actually, I want to read you a headline before we deconstruct this conflab. I know you're all like, wait a minute. Why aren't you talking about Britney right now? We will. Don't worry. Just not right now. I will say that I know uh, Team Cobra listeners love when we talk about Britney so much so that Lori walked into the prep studio. Holly, think about this. Walked into the studio I was prepping in and gave me an article about Britney Spears to help uh, bolster, burnish my understanding of the Britney Spears case because she understands how much our audience cares Yes, about having the latest and greatest news on Britney. Don't worry, we'll get to that later in the show, but we are starting with Katie Kirk because I I saw this headline and it's it's one of many like it. She's ruining her legacy. Katie Couric is slammed for Scorched Earth memoir in which she trashes everyone from Martha Stewart to her dead husband. And it's just a cry for relevance. I mean, that sounds pretty heinous. Yeah. Does it not from the surface? I mean, not only Martha Stewart, but throwing her husband (laughs) under the dead husband. And not just her husband, her dead husband. Uh, I'm not trying to make light of death, but I am trying to make light of the this headline, which wants you to believe that Katie Couric. And it's not the only headline, because I will tell you this headline and you may ask, where did this headline come from? Where did this headline come from? We're asking, Holly. It's almost like you knew I wanted you to ask that. The headline came from the Daily Mail. So, you know, shock and awe. They're shocking and awing. Mm -hmm. It's a thing they do. That's fine. I get it. But this is not the only headline. In fact, if you search Katie Curry book, Katie Curry, Katie Couric book, uh, or not even book, just Katie Couric on the Google News site, all of these headlines are like, Ashley Banfield reacts in tears to, you know, heinous comments from Katie Couric. Uh, Diane Sawyer cowers in a corner at the nasty things that Katie Couric said. And there's all there are a lot of stories like this. So when I saw this headline over the weekend, I thought, okay, you know what we do here on the Colleen and Bradley show, Holly? We go deep in the shallow. That's one thing. Nothing is real and everyone smokes. 
right? Exactly. Yeah. So that means that here on this show, okay, so you see a headline, and we were seeing some of these headlines at the end of last week. You know, Deborah Norville is so sad that Katie Couric thought she was a perfectionist and was annoyed by it. Yeah. So what's really going on with these headlines? Because they are salacious. And then, you know, you get one of these. Why? 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 <laughs> and I, I did exact. I had all of those thoughts and feelings, which is why I stopped what I was doing, because it's our job. And I started reading these articles like, OK, tell me about what's going on. There was even a BuzzFeed feed article that was like um, Katie Kirk called out and dissed a bunch of celebrities in her new memoir. And I'm kind of shocked. So it's not even just sort of, you know, the usual trolls and tabloid uh, world that were coming for Katie Couric's memoir, because I I wanted to. And, and the, the note I wrote at the time was like, I'm, I'm just curious about this brilliant yet apparently completely sexist attempt to get attention for a memoir uh, as a co- publicity campaign, wherein Katie is now ruining her legacy by talking about stuff. So there just seems to be this sense that they're framing her memoir as taking down other women, which is like a totally sexist thing. Like, oh, look, women fighting. Mm -hmm. Because how many men, Holly, have written memoirs where they were honest about the sausage-making process from whatever career they were in? Well, too many to count. Right? Because your eyes are rolling because it's just like, oh, it's a memoir by a man who's telling all. He's probably talking some shade and and spilling crap. Yeah, and it just... The other way around. But... Yeah, but they just wouldn't frame... The press wouldn't... The media wouldn't frame the conversation like he's ruining his legacy by telling, you know, the facts as he saw them. Right. It wouldn't be framed as a ruining. It would be, oh, wow, look at this person is serving up some truth about their experience in X, Y, and Z. Also, do you think that men have strong opinions about each other and their peers in their chosen profession and feel competition? I'm going to go with yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right? But why is it always women that seem to be... And again, I don't, here's what, here's the question I'm asking for you. So I know we've danced around this. We've sort of framed the question, like, is she ruining her legacy? But the thing I'm really trying to get to is, where is that coming from? Is it just the usual tabloid suspects? Or, you know, I mean, they did send her excerpt, they did send excerpts of her memoir to the Daily Mail, specifically, because a lot of reports directly attribute the quotes from the memoir as having been obtained by the Daily Mail, right? Like how much, and I don't know if it was directly sent or if they obtained a copy, but like, come on, how much of it is just the usual sexism in the media and how much of it is sort of a cynical use of that sexism to get people to run by this book? Sure. And I don't expect you to have the answer, but do you have any Thoughts on the matter. Oh, thank you, Bradley Trainer. Thoughts on the matter. Well, think about Katie Couric and think about the place that she's held in popular culture and in the media. At one point in time when she was co-hosting the Today Show, she was essentially America, a version of America's sweetheart. She was beloved by millions and she held this very specific place in the media landscape mm-hmm. and one that was rooted 
in not talking crap about Martha Stewart and other people. So they're kind of juxtaposing that like, oh, these are things that are unexpected coming from Katie Couric. Is she ruining her legacy as quote unquote America's sweetheart of broadcasting by airing out all this stuff? But by all means, she's always been this person. Yeah. So we're we're just getting a truth of Katie Couric that goes against the persona of Katie Couric that we've been trained to believe for decades. Which also was a tired, dusty old archetype of women in the media. Like they have to be nice. Yeah. Because if they're not nice, they're quote bitches. Mm-hmm. Right? Like they are competitive, maniacal, and out to you know, destroy other women. Right. Right. And I will tell you, I read a whole piece from our good friend, Piers Morgan. <laughs> in, and by good friend, I mean not at all. For the non-sarcasm uh, speaking uh, audience out there. He works for the Daily Mail. And so he obviously had access to this obtained copy and goes through the list and is like, I thought she was going to be one of those woke mob uh, anti-bullying people but I read this book and I turns out she's just a bullying bitch and literally calls her a bitch which I think I think it's like the man has so little ability to reflect on his own place in the the universe but what he does is like this weird gymnastics of laying out all of the things that she has been accused of with this new memoir by some in the media employing all of those tropes like she's bitchy she's backstabby she's fighting with other women she has to destroy women that she sees as competition um you know so it's no surprise that piers morgan would respond that way i just i just am having a hard time understanding so there's the piers morgans of the world yeah but then you've got this buzzfeed article who lays out for example so like here's an example for the audience that's like well what is she actually saying So in one particular uh, segment of her book, she talks about Ashley Banfield, who's a a reporter. And she now hosts a show on something called News Nation, which I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is either. Anyway, at the time, she was an up-and-coming journalist, and she was hoping to get a mentorship from Katie. And Katie in the book, allegedly, and again, it's all excerpts, which really is hard, because these are not in context. Mm -hmm. So it's hard to understand if she's like, I was a bitch. And I feel horrible or I, you know, uh, I envied this person and then I reflected and learned that it was not important to let go of that envy. Right. Like, right. So I don't know what context. And that's why I think cynically they're going to get people to rush out and buy this book. But anyway, she goes, Katie was threatened by Ashley because there was, quote, always someone younger and cuter around the corner. For a minute there, Ashley Banfield was the next big thing. This is Katie talking. I'd heard her father was telling anyone who'd listen that she was going to replace me. In that environment, mentorship sometimes feels like self-sabotage. She goes on to talk about Martha Stewart, and she said that she joked about Martha Stewart in an award show, and Martha didn't find it funny. And then she says, it took some healthy humbling, prison will do that, to develop a sense of humor. All right, I mean, so it's just, just a, a caddy aside, you know, to your point, Bradley, these excerpts were given to people without the entire context. I'm thinking because these are the salacious bits of this book. How do you get people to buy the whole book? 
you throw out the tidbits and lure them in to get that kind of stuff. Because the thing that she said about Ashley Banfield, not necessarily so horrible, more of a, a reflection on Katie Couric's part about mm, being in this workplace system and sharing her thoughts on that. So it's not super salacious. It's meant to sound salacious. It's meant to get you to buy the book. Yeah. Because when was the last time that we talked about Katie Couric? Exactly. And it totally goes against the idea of Katie Couric that had been cultivated for decades. And then now it's like you're confronted with the Katie Couric that's probably actually more aligned with the truth because she's a complicated human being. She's just not a well, perky uh, news anchor that's hanging out with Matt Lauer. Uh, which is also <laughs> uncomfortable. Apparently she, you know, the, she allegedly addresses that by saying she'd heard the rumors, which I think is kind of a, you know, perhaps not ultimately clear way of responding to your relationship with one of the most dysfunctional uh, dangerous people in in uh, a role like that mm-hmm. that we've had. So, yeah. like, I I hope she goes into more detail. Again, your point is they are doing whoever it is they're doing a great job at ginning up interest in this memoir. That said, at the end of the day, I just hope it's not her own people. But you know, maybe it is Katie, and she's like, I know what sells. Because the thing you understand about Katie is, of course, she's a, I don't want to say survivor is the right word, but she is, she has gone through an incredible period of time and remained successful, or at least maintained a successful legacy for herself, having, you know, come up through a time in broadcasting that was incredibly difficult for women. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, if she's involved in cynically dropping bits and pieces to get, you know, eyeballs on the book that she's writing. And Oh, by the way, who else writes a book and doesn't want people to run out and buy it? What? What? Like then we shouldn't probably be that surprised. No. So maybe it's a little bit of column A and a little bit of column B. All right. We solved uh, not a lot. I want to read it, and if I don't read it, I look forward to hearing from someone who does read it to hear about whether or not, you know, uh, what ultimately the big thematic takeaways are from this book. Like, what's her actual message? And we'll give the report of the report when that happens. Good. Okay. Speaking of reporting on the reporting, our good friend Elizabeth Reese will do just that when we return right here on My Talk 1071.